All right, we have a ginormous amount of pots. That's right. As you may know, pots are now legal in New York, and so we have so we are stocking them. So Adafruit is the pot dispensary. Yeah, it's like it's like those trucks that you see on Times Square. Um, so we basically are carrying like all the different um, styles of Alpha pots, and um, basically I had a bunch of like you know synth friends email me and say like, uh, you know, there's this company that used to sell all these Alpha pots, and they're you know they're they're closing, and it would be really cool if Adafruit you know stocked these. They're great for repair or if you're making synthesizers. And I was like, sure, why not? How many could there be? Okay, it turns out there's like 25. Um, so we've got like 1K, 5K, 2K, 20, 50, 100, okay, one mega ohm, linear um, log um, audio taper, reverse log and audio taper. And then we even got like W taper, which is half reverse log um, and then half normal log. Um, we got them all. Uh, these are all right angle. 0.2 inch uh, spacing, so they work in breadboards, they're panel mount, they are round shaft. Um, I was a little bit like, why do we want round shafts? But apparently that's what people want. Um, so you can use um, knobs that are either designed for round shafts or have a set screw in them, or you can like sand them down or you know whatever if you want to put a, uh, a D shaft uh, knob on them. But you know, great for repair or if you're uh, building stuff, there are like this right angle size style, but like, guess what? You can bend those legs out. They don't have to be right angle um, if you want them to be uh, straightforward style. So you've got like a bunch of them. I'm not gonna go through all the different ones. Yeah. Um, we'll do the dual gang stereo ones uh, next week. Cause this was uh, quite a party to get yeah. uh, every one of these in stock. But you know, there's a little drop down um, to select which one you'd next like. Up. Okay, next up, we've got this uh, like dual head USB-C um, type connector. And uh, don't say it. And then uh, this is, so basically you've got a cutie pie and you want to turn it into a trinky. This will do the job. So let me grab one and I'll show it on the overhead. Yeah. But hold on a second. Hi. Okay, this is it. So, boom. My generation was ruined by Requiem for a Dream. Okay, yeah. so here you go. Uh, and then this plugs into here. Kabam. And now you can plug it into your laptop. And it's like you can make a little dongle thing. Because people are like, oh, why don't you make the cutie pie with like the USB-C that like plugs in? And I was like, that's like a mechanical nightmare. Yeah. This is actually much better because you get the strength of this um, half through hole. See how like the pads on the side of the USB-C go through the PCB, like the connector for the signal and power are surface mount, but the mechanical connection is through hole. The problem with the USB-C plugs that I've seen is that they don't have those through hole tabs. They have surface mount tabs, um, at least the ones that I've been able to find. So this one is much stronger. You plug this in and it's basically the same thing. It's like a little bit longer. Plug it into your USB-C um, computer. Last week we put in the version that has USB-C to USB-A, so if your laptop or computer has an A port, uh, you can do that. And guess what, you don't like this text? Not a problem, because it's USB-C, it's totally reversible. Plug it upside down. Amazing. All right, next up. Oh, that's the image for the potentiometer. All right, yeah, that was In case you forgot potentiometers. Remember, remember that? Remember it, was that? Long, it was a long time ago. Okay. Okay, uh, next up. Next up, it's a USB-C SOIC clip, and you're probably like, Lady Ada, why, why is this kind of like expensive for a US, uh, SOIC clip? And this is because it's actually a good one. Um, mm. I've not carried these for a while because they've always been like really painful to use and or uh, they don't work with wide SOIC clips. 
And I'm like, look, if I'm gonna get this, it has to work with um, wider spicy clips. This one does, as shown here. Uh, we've got the feather, pink RP feather 2040. And hold on, hard to do on the overhead, one second. I wanna, get, I wanna make sure I get the things lined up. Hold on, you gotta like look carefully. Okay, perfect. So now, and if I didn't have uh, bad vision and uh, biomechatronic control of my body, uh, you can clip onto this uh, very easily. It doesn't hurt to use, unlike many SOIC clips. Uh, it works with wide and narrow. And then on the other side, you just get your plain dip. So what is this good for? Well, first off, uh, you're debugging um, your QSPI connection on your RP2040. How many times have you had to do that? I had to do it three times. If I had uh, a nickel for each time, I'd only have 15 cents but it's still weird that it happened three times. Um, and then it's also good if you want to program EEPROMs that are on a motherboard. Um, I2C EEPROMs, you clip this on and then you can program them without desoldering the chip. You want to dump the firmware from an SPI chip that's, you know, holds firmware for your FPGA or whatever. Uh, all that and more with this handy dandy SOIC to dip chip. And it's just like got little, like it's like dragon teeth, Arr. like this, this, this hurts, ow, don't do that. Use this for SYC clips only, do not put on your body. All right, we have another custom keep cap from one of our favorite companies in the world, Glitch. That's right, Glitch, they are a New York City company, they do cool web stuff, and we use their web stuff um, to, yeah. to, to do our web serial and uh, you know web USB projects. Like basically whenever we have a little mini JavaScript uh, projects, um, we use Glitch, uh, yeah. and there's, it's a great way to code. And like I said, they're here local in New York City, run by Neil Dash. Glitch.com. Uh, is really into It's prints. the simplest way to create a web app, so everybody always talks about it, but this is where you can actually do it. So it's like developer tools, but it's in a way that... Um, and it's sharing. You, yeah, you can, you can mix and remix. I think that's why there's two fish. There's like one fish and then you clone it and you make another fish. Yeah, and I think for the folks that remember back when the web was creative, you'll really like um, Glitch. So you want to show this off? Um, yes, this is the keycap. I mean, honestly, the, the videos. Okay, kind of yeah, nicer. that's fine. Let's just stick to the video. But, um, we spent a lot of time on this video. So let's yeah, it's a nice video. So this is a, uh, it's a um, standard keycap, like escape key. So you can uh, put on the top row of your Cherry MX uh, keyboard. Next up. Next up, it's a QTification, um, the MCP4725. We've had this breakout for a very long time. It's a product 935, that's how old it is. Um, uh, we've updated it to be STEM QT compatible. Now the pinout is actually the same. The size has physically changed, has mounting holes, it's got STEM QT connectors so you can plug and play it. Uh, we added a terminal block at the top, so if you wanted to like use this, you know, with just having the V out um, and ground pins exposed, and of course, uh, it's much easier to use now because you don't need to wire it. Um, it is an I2C 12-bit DAC, so it's not super fast because um, it's I2C. That said, you can drive it at 3.4 megahertz, like super speed I2C. We have some code to generate like a sine wave, a triangle wave. It, you know, I don't know if it would necessarily be great for audio waveforms. I mean, maybe um, slow ones, but it would be good for controlling something that takes an analog in as a good control signal generator. Um, you can have two on one I2C port by uh, soldering the jumper on the back. All right, next up. Okay, you're like, hey, you had the TFT feather. 
last week. Yeah. True. I rearranged stuff and I. Uh, but I my the, demo. I, I hit the power supply. Sorry. My demo was not so successful, and I really wanted to show this off. Um, yeah. So bring it back. So this is the ESP32 S2 TFT. So it's um, ESP32 S2 chip with a uh, 240 by 135 color IPS TFT. And what IPS means is that even from angles, you can read it and it color is beautiful. Uh, color TFT, uh, it's got, you know, battery port here, so I can run this off of a battery. Now I'm like super paranoid. Um, you can run off a battery. It's got a STEM QT port. So, hey, you've got that uh, MCP 4725. You want to Add a DAC to this, go to town. You can plug it in and chain I2C devices. Uh, you got the reset button and you've got the boot button on the bottom there. Um, this is just running a little demo that is uh, scanning the I2C port. So when I unplug it, the I2C disappears. NeoPixel on the top and on the bottom is the ESP32 S2, which is a uh, single core Tensilica 240 megahertz processor with built-in Wi-Fi. It doesn't have Bluetooth Low Energy, it doesn't have Bluetooth Classic, and it's only single core, but it does have native USB, which means it can act like a keyboard or a mouse or a disk drive, and you can use it with CircuitPython. It's got a lot of support circuitry here, a battery monitor chip on I2C. Um, the TFT and the I2C port are on separate low, um, low dropout regulators, which means you can totally turn off any external hardware connected to I2C or the TFT, um, to get into really low power. So in sleep mode, you can get down to about 80 microamps, which is about as low as you can get on the ESP32 S2. The chip itself doesn't really go much lower. Um, got battery charging. Uh, there's an optional spot for a BME280 if you wanted to solder one in. Um, but otherwise, it's just kind of nice because it's all in one. You know, you can even use the boot button as a GPIO button input if you wanted to. So you can like have a display with a single button, I2C sensors and stuff. Um, and of course it's feather compatible, so you can use all the feather wings you know and love. It's, it's all in one, it's very cute, um, you know, inspired by the Lily Teeny Go, um, but I wanted something that was feather compatible so you could use it in like, you know, the feather ecosystem, swapping out different boards as desired. Okay, and the star of the show tonight, besides you, Lady Ada, our community, our customers, our team, and everyone who supports open source hardware, and more is. It's the ESP32 S2 Cutie Pie with UFL connector. Um, this might look really familiar. You might be like, hey, this looks just like the ESP32 S2 Cutie Pie with antenna that you released two weeks ago. Yes, it looks very similar, except instead of an onboard antenna, it has a UFL connector. Why? Because Wi-Fi, often you want to have like really good range or you, know, you, you want to connect to um, a router far away or you want to transfer a lot of data and you don't want to have signal dropout. And the antenna that is on the Cutie Pie with a built-in antenna, is it's a small one. Now, it'll work indoors. Um, I had no problems with it, but it, it is a small antenna. And if you want to use this in a box um, or outdoors, or you want to just have range between different floors, um, we now have a UFL connector and you can connect like any size antenna you like. Uh, in this case here is just a little simple wire UFL antenna, but you can also use this with a UFL to RP SMA adapter and then use an off-the-shelf Wi-Fi antenna. I want to uh, say it again that you need a UFL to RP SMA. Do not use a UFL to SMA connector because that will not actually connect the signal through. Um, Wi-Fi antennas are weird. They picked a different standard. Uh, just make sure you get an RP SMA. Otherwise, you'll be like, 
I'm not getting any signal. And then I'll say, check that you have the RPSMA and you'll say, I don't. And then I'll be like, yep, that's what happened. And then you'll have to get another adapter. So just okay. get it right the first time. Do you want me to uh, go to the overhead to show this thing off? Yeah, I got a little, just simple demo here. I'm just showing, uh, so this is what it looks like with the antenna connected. Uh, you've got the reset and boot buttons. Um, up top, there's a NeoPixel that you can just see blinking really fast here, purple. Um, and on the back is the ESP32-S2, also four megabytes of flash, two megabytes of PSRAM, RP2049 included. Um, there's a little battery connector up here. You can connect, uh, it doesn't have a built-in battery charger, uh, but it does have the ability to have external battery input, you know, that won't, that is the diode protected, um, because a lot of people requested that for our cutie pies. And I think with Wi-Fi, it's especially uh, useful. Um, and what's really nice is that the cutie pie series has uh, the stem QT port. And so you can, again, plug and play, uh, you know, sensors and DACs and OLEDs. Um, so yes, you can plug into a breadboard and, and connect uh, the 13 GPIO up, 11 pins here, you know, I2C, analog inputs, hardware SPI, um, or the extra two pins on the I2C port, or you can just plug and play. So wireless connectivity to sensors, um, and then you program it with Arduino or CircuitPython um, with a nice antenna. You don't need the external antenna, get the one with the built-in antenna, you know, maybe the signal strength is good enough for you there. So, UFL. And that's new product. IFL, UFL.